Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a really crappy hump day. It's just awful out there, so I'm going to try and brighten up your afternoon. Uh, Holly Robertson for Lori today. Lori in day two of her recovery from shoulder surgery. Julie, have you spoken to Lori? Um, yes. Yeah, Outside okay. of the familial text group. Well, the family got, I told you yesterday. Yeah, you told us um, yesterday. We all got the thing that she made it through surgery safely. I mean, how else do you communicate these days with your family when no, people live yeah. outstate? Yeah. True. So it's okay. all good? Yeah. Um, she has the same problem that I have with surgery. Which is? You can't keep down the pain medication. Mm. Yeah. So you, to manage right. the pain becomes interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's struggling with that a little bit. She just was so excited, though, about our new royal baby. Um, and um, she, was, she was doing junior producing. Of course. Oh, of course. Yes. Send, so she, sending you some text messages, <laughs> making sure <laughs> that you have all of the information yeah, right. that you but need. But it was only early. And then she, I know she's crashed. So yeah. we yeah. just hope her well. She's supposed to be back tomorrow. Patrick Weissy is co-hosting tomorrow with what may be Lori and I. Maybe. What may be Patrick and I. <laughs> yes. Or maybe Lori and I and Patrick. It's a chef's <laughs> surprise is what's going to happen tomorrow. We'll see what see happens. Yeah. But we've got tickets to give away today, don't we, Donnie? Yeah, we have another pair of tickets to give away uh, to the sold-out... Shop Till You Drag event produced by Flip Phone. That'll be Sunday, May 19th out at Rosedale Center in the Von Mauer Court. And uh, we'll give those VIP tickets away today, tomorrow, and Friday. And we'll let you know when to or call in for those. I know. Yeah, you're going to want to get in on that. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so uh, this is kind of sweet news, I thought. You know, our um, actor pool is very active here in the Twin Cities area. And um, Caroline Innerbichler... Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Inner Bickler? Inner Bickler? I don't know. There's a CH. I know. Inner Birchler. Don't know. Not sure how to pronounce her name. Good old Carolyn I from Egan. That's right. Got a big job. She's going to be touring on the national tour of the Smash Broadway musical Frozen. Well, congratulations. She's going to play Anna, who's the royal sister who does not sing Let It Go. (laughs) (laughs) But she has good songs for herself nonetheless. And she actually, this woman, um, I feel like we've met her before because she starred in when the Guthrie Theater adapted Little House on the Prairie. Yes. Oh, I remember going to see that. She played Minnie. Yep. And she also was um, the lead in Ordway's Mamma Mia last summer, which was great. She played Ariel in Chanhassen's Little Mermaid. She appeared as Sandy in Greece. So she's very well versed. And, you know, Laura, 
Donnie, pronounce your last name? I don't know. Honest. Honest. Laura? Oh, Osnes. Osnes. Yes. His name I can never pronounce. She's following in her footsteps. Well, that's fantastic. She it. has quite the resume already. And it looks like she's also going to be, Caroline I, is going to be in Guys and Dolls at the Guthrie. Oh, I want oh, to see that, too. Yeah. Oh, when is that uh, going to be there? That I, is, is it mid-June when it opens? This is like the hot, hot, one of the yeah. many hot, hot shows. Yes. Yeah. That in is June? Going, I think so. Well, let's just double check okay. here real quick. Want to make sure. It looks like it's going to be running in July. Oh, it's July. Yes. Okay. So June 22nd through August 25th. So essentially it's going to be the entire summer, guys and dolls mm, at the Guthrie. Okay. That's a good show. Oh, yeah. Oh. Classic. My, my friend Shannon, this is like her favorite play ever. But remember when we heard, you know, because they're making the movie adaptation of this. And we had heard that who wanted to try out, but they were letting the guys try out first. Mandy Moore. Yep. That's it. Yeah, yes. Yes. The this, this studio did eventually deny that. Yes. Yeah, the but case. they have to deny that. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to cast Nathan Detroit before they cast any of the female leads. Right. Sky Masterson. It, Sky Masterson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They need the ladies first to make sure there's chemistry. And why I'm going to say that <laughs> okay. is because of this new program that I was very excited about. Lori was very excited about its on stars uh-huh. called The Spanish Princess. Right, Donnie? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I remember. I think, yeah. yeah. Henry and the just, first wife. Yes. Catherine of Aragon. Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, so it starts out. And what I find with these historical fiction pieces is that you need to have attractive people in the leads. You mean you don't want the the leads to be historically accurate in any way, shape, or form? Now, I'll give you time to look up, Donnie. Who is it? Uh, Angus Imri. Mm I-M-R-I-E. Angus Imri. And he plays... Prince Arthur. Yes. And now when I hear Prince Arthur, I think Camelot. Oh, yes. I think George Clooney. Well, yeah. I think Hot, Hot, Hot. Yeah. Yep. So when this little boy came out with well, his... not a little boy. Morton Salt, <laughs> Dutch boy, haircut, true to the period of oh, 1502. No. Yeah. I yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. How can you ruin it in the first episode? Did he have a great 16th century smile as well? No, it didn't matter because he... Well, I, he, apparently he's kind of a... Um, uh, just maybe, what? uh, what? Well, he's not good with his sword. Uh, which one? Is that a euphemism? Which, yeah, I was going to say which one. Both. Okay. <laughs> it might be both, but I will just say that he's more, he's just not, he doesn't like to fight. The oh. character in the show, show played like, by yeah. Angus. Yes. yes. Prince Arthur, who is yes. Catherine's first husband, or something like something that. Something like that. But I mean, I was I so know. disappointed. And then I, I looked at the haircut and I thought, oh God, that looks like what my hair looks yeah, like. Yeah, I, I told Julia, <laughs> you're looking a little Dutch boyish today. Oh God, Dutch boyish. You know, they're the paint guy. Oh, know, I'm telling you. Can. I did not, that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm looking at Julia right now. Well, she it agreed. So. I had to look it up because it did to me. Because you know, some days when you're, you know, when maybe you're just, your allergies and everything are acting up. And you feel like your face is 14 sizes bigger than it is. Well, that's today. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. But I just felt like I was sporting the Dutch. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm looking, Julia, maybe it's a little more Buster Brown than it is. Oh, Dutch great. Oh. It's even better. <laughs> One of these things is happening. One of these things. But we've got a great show. We have all of the things you want. You're going to need to know about Royal Baby Archie. When we come back, it's our story. We can't get, a, get enough of. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Lauren Joy. Yes, that's more like it on a day like today. Yes, uh, is the queen going to spank Donald? Oh, 
I'm absolutely thrilled with the new royal baby. What's its name? Oh, Archie. I just love saying Archie like that. <laughs> Archie Harrison. That battle wins up. It's a mouthful, but I like it. <laughs> I'm waving to the crowd now. Hello. Hello. And of course to Dorian, <laughs> Megan's mother. And my husband, Philip, is right by my side. Oh, yes. Master Archie Harrison Mountbatten, Windsor. Uh, it was all over the news this morning. Um, oh, yes. A lovely, lovely couple going out with their baby and uh, making the announcement. And we've got a, just a little just a little bit of a yeah, summary where, about where it. Where is that? Where is it? Well, okay. somewhere. Uh, These buttons are so hard to push, especially when it's dark like today. It's hard I to mean, see in the studio. What world did I do with the royal baby well, thing? It's okay. Oh, I'll, I'll go get it. And you'll find it. I don't find worry it. about it. it. Donnie, don't even worry. Okay, so oh, here's the deal is that, so this morning we see in um, kind of the outer archways of Windsor Castle, walking around a corner on a beautiful red rug, comes Prince Harry with his little bundle of joy swaddled and wrapped up in his arms, with Megan, um, the Duchess of Sussex, right next to him. And she always puts her arm around his back. I found it very interesting that he was carrying the baby versus her. Because in every time you've ever seen anyone introduce the baby, I give you Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. I give you Catherine, the Duchess of whatever they are. Sus- oh, no, yeah. Windsor. Catherine, you know, oh, Kate. Cam- oh, Kate Middleton. Cambridge, 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 yeah. Um, she's holding the baby. You always see the woman holding the baby. And I thought it was very interesting and modern that Prince Harry was holding the baby. Yeah, he's a feminist. Yes. I, I, it was just different. And he was holding the baby so much so that no one in the press could see the baby. And they kind of said, <laughs> no, you couldn't. Can you? We forgot our aerial <laughs> shot um, today because we're indoors. I mean, you could really barely see it. But um, it was, they just looked so delighted. And so happy. And I wasn't here on Monday mm-hmm. when we had the audio of him coming out saying women's bodies are miracle. This is just a miracle. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. he said, blah. I don't know yes. how they do it. Yeah. That's what he said. So that was just on Monday. Chuffed to bits, that uh-huh. Harry. <laughs> so they just said, we're so excited. Um, um, I have two perfect boys. Uh, the Duchess said, you know, I've got the baby and I've got my husband. I'm so happy. I'm delighted. And then something that he said is someone had said to them, um, you know, how is it? Tell us everything that's going on. And when asked about who the baby resembled, Prince Harry said this, everyone says that babies change so much over two weeks. We're basically monitoring how the changing process happens over the next month, really. But his looks are changing every single day. So who knows? Now, I heard that. Yeah. I sat back and paused Mm -hmm. because I could. Well, that's great. Fantastic. But mm-hmm. why did you pause? Yeah, Not just what? because you could. He just came out a day and a half ago and said, we're so delighted women's bodies are miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And now he says, we have, everyone says that babies change so much over two weeks. We're basically monitoring. Um, okay. I, well, okay. I think so, he means the next two weeks. You think that's, that, well, because. That's what I think he meant. What you're saying, Julia, is that... I wonder if the baby had been born earlier. Oh, I'm so here for this conspiracy theory. I was already speculating. I knew you would go down conspiracy alley, and I don't usually choose this lane, but Lori is not here. Come on down the alley, Julia. Come on (laughs) over here. I got a hot theory for you. Everyone says... says, Anyone, please feel free to call 651 
641-641-1071. All right? Mm-hmm. Everyone says the baby has changed so much over two weeks. Okay, is that exactly so, what he said? This Everyone says that babies change so much over two weeks. Right. We're basically monitoring how the changing process happens over this next month, really. Mm. So that mm. was what Prince Harry said about little baby Archie. Now, my conspiracy theory, because I like to uh, dabble in these in my spare time, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, is that last week when you were gone, Julia, is that I was speculating that hmm, maybe the royal baby is already here. I don't know how she could have carried it this time from the last we saw her. That's what I'm saying, Julia. And we hadn't heard anything from anybody. And maybe, and they also said specifically that they were going to have a very private birth. They were. That they wanted to have the child at Frogmore Castle, but that didn't really quite work out because they had to go to a hospital eventually. Mm-hmm. Now, so that being said, it's like, oh, maybe you have uh, seen a lot of changes over the past couple of weeks. Now, to Donnie's point, the phrasing of this is very specific. Yes. Where Harry says, everyone says that babies change so much over the two weeks. He did not say anything about how our baby has changed over the past two weeks. It's just a blanket statement saying that baby, because it's true, because babies change every single day, newborn babies. It's miraculous how they change. So I feel like my conspiracy theory is not really working here, and I'm really disappointed. Yeah, I, I think he I'm means really sad about going it. forward two weeks over the next and, two and weeks. And Megan, because I then I went back and I watched their faces if she was turning red and looking uncomfortable. If he was looking <laughs> and like kicking him, like what the hell, dude? We talked about this. How do you blow it in our first first time out of the gate? What are you doing here? No, Megan's called the last two days magical. Yeah. Can we commend Meghan Markle for making the bold fashion choice of wearing a white dress? It was a linen public. Well, it was it was like a linen off white. It reminded me of something we used to wear in the 90s that you'd wear a blazer over um, button down V-neck belted um, dress with pockets that kind of was longer. And she wore high heels. She had her hair loose. It wasn't tied back. It was very American. Yes. Um, she didn't look like to ha- she had on hose, which would be so uncomfortable. Oh. Uh, and obviously, when you have a baby, you still have a stomach. Yeah. So she still showed her stomach. I thought, and when I looked at the baby, though, it reminded me about what my second baby looked like. The day, the minute he was born looked like that. And just so I thought, two weeks, I'm wondering how much it does change because I can't really exactly remember so I think it was a slip of the tongue. Yeah. yeah Ultimately, so my conspiracy theory, I'm going to have to put it away and go with the fact. As much as it breaks that's, your heart. It really do does break my heart. <laughs> because Archie, I thought little Master Archie. Archie. They'll call him Master. And Donnie reminded me that when he was born in England... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Who is a master? Right. I explained that to Colleen and Bradley and Holly that in the UK, mm-hmm. when you're a when you're a boy, until you reach adulthood. You're not ever referred to as Mister. You are Master. What are the What are the young young ladies called? Queenie? That's a good question. Queenie? I don't know what they Queenie? call the young girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Did somebody actually? Did adults actually address you, Donnie, they when did. you were a young child in yes. England as Master yes. Donnie? Yes, when I was like say five years old. Yes, you had a you different were, name back you, then. It was Master were, Timmy. You were Master. Yeah, and I mean, you got a piece of mail cute? that would say Master. I think it's that's just tradition. That's what they I do. I kind of think that's cute. Did you wear little shorts? And socks up to the knee? I have photos of me wearing little shorts and uh, sandals and little cute socks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think very British of Well, you. here are a couple other of this conspiracy things that were going oh, on. Oh, please, Is that, indulge. Um, the, the royal press, a former royal press secretary, is kind of upset about how the um, people who were allowed to be in on the press announcement this morning were not traditional ones. They mm-hmm. let in the American press, but they only choose one, chose one, and they said it was random, but it happened to be Oprah Winfrey's best friend, CBS Morning, Gail King, and her crew were there, and they got the first, you know, they were in their first thing. And they're saying that Gail King was randomly selected out yes. of all of the United States press to be there. I say that is crap, Julia. Your conspiracy theory is correct. Mm-hmm. Please. But so... And they've got these comparison photos that, you know, when Diana was with Prince Charles, she was in a red dress holding the baby. When Kate Middleton and William were together, she was a red dress with the baby with their first. And then you have Harry with Meghan, and then he's holding the baby. I just thought that was an interesting choice for him to hold the baby instead of her. Now, I would, I will say that Colleen Lindstrom from the Colleen and Bradley show brought up a really good point about maybe the reason why Harry is holding the baby, not only just for the optics, but perhaps she may have had a complicated delivery and she may have been ordered not to actually hold the baby and that oh. it's to carry the baby, to carry the baby. Okay. Why is she wearing high heels then? I'm, well, Julie, I mean, that's another conspiracy theory that we could go down that road. <laughs> they look so happy. Yes. They really just look so happy. And I thought of that and I thought she can't carry the weight. Maybe she had a C-section emergency at the end yeah. of it or something and she can't hold the weight. Maybe it's too uncomfortable. Maybe if the baby's too close to her breast, maybe she'll, she'll leak. I mean, there's all these other things that happen to a mom yes. who just starts nursing and you don't know what to expect. Right. If If the woman gave birth 48 hours ago, there are things happening to her body. And at the very least, it might be a little complicated to hold a little baby. Yeah, I was impressed. I mean, they walked on how, but it was so cute watching the queen and Prince Phillips and the mom. And of course, the stepsister of Meghan has already cried out. Oh, that, oh boy. boy. Here uh, she goes. It would what? just be tragic and wrong if the family never gets to meet royal master Archie Harrison yeah. Mountbatten Windsor. Yeah, of course, Samantha Markle. And then, it would be tragic. This is the best. And then Wendy Williams today is talking about the royal baby and she's talking about how the baby's part black because mm-hmm. Meghan Markle's black. Uh, yeah, okay. And then she says, "I've what's a ginger, you know, black person going to look like? And so, because he's a ginger and going on that, so she, she went on all these things and she showed a picture of Sinbad and I thought, oh gosh. Sinbad? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, Wendy Williams uh, okay. with the hard-hitting commentary. Yeah. I <laughs> Wendy, I just looked at her, and I'm like, Wendy. Okay. Well, Sinbad's parents are both black, so I don't know what she was exactly. talking about there. And exactly, <laughs> and... Cause girls like you, around with guys like me.
Mistress Hallie. Yes. Mistress oh, Julia. Yeah. Oh, my right. goodness, I know darling. It. Okay, I'm going to completely switch gears here. All right, we're taking a 180. Uh-huh. Okay, Where are so we going? I need help from our listeners. All right. Um, Crowdsource. Crowdsourcing this one. So, it, Amy Poehler has a new movie coming out called, like, Wine... Country. Country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks hysterical, Netflix. and it's based yeah, on the experience she had a couple years ago when she always travels. I feel like her first kind of big job was SNL, so they're kind of lifelong friends, and everyone has that first job group of people mm-hmm. that you become lifelong friends, or it's your college, or some associate, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and they went to Napa and Sonoma, and I can't wait... To see this because I think it looks so fun. Get mm-hmm. out Friday. Yeah I, yeah, I I just can't wait. It looks like fun. So I'm wondering where people have gone on different girls weekends besides Vegas that have been super fun and you got an Airbnb and you did something different. If anyone wants to call in and help us out, we're crowdsourcing girls weekends here. Well, you know, we're just a great weekend getaway where you go. I, I just think, well, do you specifically want it to be for a group of your girlfriends? Because yeah. it's different than a romantic getaway. Oh, no, this is not about romance. The, okay. So this has nothing to do with romance. No, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, other, other than Vegas, other than, other than Vegas, Vegas okay. that they've gone on that. Some of you have gone on that have just been so much fun and unexpected. Maybe it was like a health yoga weekend. I mean, Holly, you went, where did you go when you went on your weekend? I didn't go on a weekend. I did a practice week, but that had nothing to do with hanging out with girlfriends, though. But yours was just a week to get away and do yoga. Yeah, it learn. was. And learn and do stuff. That was in Tucson, which Arizona. I think a lot of people like to go to Phoenix, to Scottsdale, to Tucson, someplace warm where you can be like mm-hmm. a lizard on a rock. Hanging right, out. Right. And it's far enough away from Minnesota, too, where you just like completely forget what's going on in life. And it's just a way to relax and unplug. Sedona, too. Yeah, Sedona. Yeah. Would be a good one. You're yeah. right. Because I just am thinking like our new weather pattern <laughs> that we may need. Oh, God. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything negative. <laughs> I'm just saying we might need to re strategize how we spend January through May 31st here. Let's like, face it, climate change is happening and we need like, to figure out we where could. we need to go. Okay, Jill, <laughs> Donnie, let's talk to Jill. Hey, Jill, you're on my talk. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? Hey, We're good. good. Tell us where you've been that's fun. Yeah, we went to Savannah, Georgia. Oh, and that no. was for a girls' weekend, too. Um, we spent four days there and it was fabulous. Awesome, Jill. Did you like stay in a house or did you stay in a hotel? We did a Airbnb, and because the town is so old, they had, we stayed in like a carriage house, like an old carriage house. Oh, cool. Um, that was fun. And then the city itself um, has some kind of waterfront type stuff to do. It's very walkable, and we really liked it because they had a lot of um, haunted history type tours. Oh, so, fun. Um, yeah, something unique and different for sure. And what time of the year did you go? Uh, we went in late August, early September. Totally fun. Okay. And yeah. you, you would go back? Oh, 100%. There were still things, little boutiques and stores and stuff. I was mad that we missed, so I would 100% go back again. Oh, one, and how many people were in your group? Four. Four. Perfect. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. That, doesn't that sound heavenly right that, now? Yeah. Yes. Thank it's you. Savannah, yes. Georgia. Cobblestone Street. Oh, oh beautiful. it is beautiful. Okay. Now we have Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. How are you? Hey, Kelly. Hi, we uh, we went to Austin, Texas with 12 girls. 
And? And? <laughs> Sorry. Why Austin, we, Kelly? Um, what's that? Why Austin, Kelly? Um, we wanted someplace warm. It was May. We were ready to get really hot. And yeah. we rented an Airbnb with a pool. Um, and it was fabulous just to lay around the pool and have drinks. And then they had a cute uh, street of shopping. And we actually did take a bus trip down and went down the river. Was that fun? Like a, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a little dirty, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> did you float in the river? Oh, yep, yep, on tubes with our coolers, and we felt like we were 21 again. And How fun. How many were in your group? There were 12 of us. 12 of you. Did you feel like that's too many, or was it okay? No, it was okay, because we were okay splitting up. Mm-hmm. And, nice. Yep, it was really great. That's awesome oh, fun. I, you know, I lived for a little while in Austin, Texas. Where haven't you lived, Julia? I was just going to say. <laughs> Where haven't you Where lived? hasn't she gone to school? Yeah. Well, oh, all right. yeah. none of the East Coast haven't touched it. All right, oh. Al, who's next? Sharon? Alice. Yeah, Alice. Alice. Hey, Alice. Hey. We're talking about Hello? good idea for Girls Weekend. Alice, where have you been that you would recommend? I have been on several girls' trips before, so I'll j- give you all the details in one shot. Okay. Um, I've been to, with, a, with two girlfriends, to Bonita Springs, stayed at my in-laws, condo when they weren't there perfect end of april when it's still hot but tourist season is pretty much over okay and we spent a lot of time um down in naples at some of the fun bars down there so we could do beach we could do pool we could do you know um even though we were in god's waiting room we were able to have some fun too (laughs) Um, then (laughs) another trip a couple trips that i've taken in november is up to bluefin bay oh yes so what's the there to do to bl- in Bluefin Fantastic. Bay? Fantastic. Well, okay, so we were, there was a group of eight of us, and we, some of us did, um, they have an outdoor pool and hot tub. Yes. So you could, you know, have the co- hot tub and then the cold air. It was fantastic. Um, they have a spa like a mile down the road, so we, you know, some of us went and got facials or massages, and... Otherwise, we sat around and ate and drank, and it was fantastic. That sounds like fun. And then in February, I went with one girlfriend. It was just the two of us. We were celebrating our 54th birthday and 40 years of being friends. Key West stayed at the southernmost house, which is a mansion turned into a B&B. Highly recommend. Mm. Oh. Alice, you got Ooh. all I the love spots. it. Thank you, Alice. Oh when my- we were in Key West, we hardly left the property because we didn't need to. Had a bar on site and a food truck and a pool and the ocean. It was perfect. Oh, that sounds like heaven, doesn't it? That just sounds glorious. Thank you yes, so, much, thank you so Alice. much, Alice. I was on a very fun girls' trip at Bluefin Bay once. And you can go hiking there in the Superior National Forest, you know, and there's a lot to do. It sounds Totally beautiful. fun. All right, who's next, Annie? Uh, Sharon. Sharon! Hello there. Hi. Hello. We went, a group of nine of us went to Lake Tahoe okay. in late August, and we had... A marvelous time. We wanted to choose a place where none of us had been before, and Lake Tahoe was it. We were able to hike, kayak, just lay in the sun. There was a pool. We had a VRBO right on the water. Mm -hmm. Um, There was paddle boarding. There was just anything we wanted to do, and um, shopping and good restaurants as well, but we ate a lot in because just like to be able to drink and not have to drive. So well, right, it, and yeah. it's fun just hanging. I think the concept that I'm kind of getting is when you go away, it's fun to be in the same place together, you know? Yes. And be in the same house. How many people were with you on your trip, Sharon? There were nine of us. Wow. Would nine. you go back to like, you know, I've never been there. That's one place I've never been. 
Is it yes, ch- is I would. I would like to take my family there. Oh, lovely. Okay. Yes. What, and what, all of our group loved it. Oh, that's awesome. Every single one of us. That's awesome. All right. Thanks mm-hmm. for the call. Thanks, Sharon. Appreciate that. We're just we're just dreaming about going where to somewhere sunny and relaxing and fun right now in girls' weekends. Yes, we're crowdsourcing uh-huh. girls' weekend Sean? spots. Sean. Hey, hi. Hi, hi, Sean. Hi. Hey. How are you today? <laughs> tough, tough acts to follow there. Um, so you, you, I have the same best friend since I was in first grade. We're 50 years best friends. We went to um, Oregon and Washington, and we met up in Seattle. Oh. And um, we rented a, a vintage trailer <gasps> in this vintage campground, and um, all of them were extra cool. They let us check out every one, and we got the cool. They were so cool. And they also came with bikes. So we rode our bikes to a, uh, to a vineyard down there. We went uh, blueberry picking. We went to the ocean and saw a shipwreck, which was really cool. And, uh, you know, still drinking involved. Just a lot of fun girl time. Really, oh. I recommend going to Oregon. Okay, that nice. sounds so fun. So did you, like, rent Shasta's trailers? Did we want, um, boy, I wish I knew the name of it. Wait. They were all different kinds. How um, fun is that? I love, so I would cool. love a road trip in a camper. Yes. And, Chuck, were you on the coast in Oregon? Because I know that's kind of a popular place to go. We were both. We were on the coast and we were inland. And um, it's funny because one of our friends from high school happened to post on Facebook that he was in the same town we were and he had a beach house. Oh, fantastic. So we went over to his beach house and had a dinner on the beach with those guys. And then we went to a dahlia farm where it was just a whole, I mean, for acres and acres, all the different kinds of dahlias, every size, shape. What it time of year did you go? We went in August. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It was a ball. I recommend it. We're from Las Vegas, so we don't go there. But, uh, <laughs> okay. We, we yeah. do yeah. there. Got it. But, uh, oh, thank yeah. you thank so you, much. Oh, my gosh. It sounds lovely. Should we take one more quick uh, one? Uh, we get- running a little late because right. we got it. the author is waiting for a call. Oh, all right. Um, Cindy, oh, you call back later. We're going to get to you. But I love everyone's ideas. What a great list. It just kind of makes you kind of dream that you can get away. <laughs> well, that's half the fun of going on a trip is planning, planning the darn thing. I know, right? Yes. All right, we're going to come back with Aaron Summers. Stay up with Hugo Best. It's the book. We'll be talking about it when we come back. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to meet your real-life hero and hang out with them for a weekend or four days? Well, that is what Stay Up with Hugo Best is all about. Aaron Summers is with us as a first-time novelist. Aaron, congrats to you because this has already been optioned for a movie or TV Thank show. Thank you. For a movie, um, and I am writing the script as of now, so that's exciting. Awesome, We're just going to call Aaron. you E.L. James. i wish that's well that's pretty amazing that it's your first book and you already got an offer but let's let's can you set up the book for our listeners uh sure it's about um a retiring late night talk show host hugo best uh who on the last uh Day, the show tapes has an encounter with a young staffer, the writer's assistant from the show, um, at a bar, just a chance encounter. And on a whim, he invites her back to his country house in Connecticut for the weekend, and she surprises herself by accepting. And it kind of unfolds from there. And, and you know, um, 
did you, I mean, because the genre, it's it's June Bloom, who I kept thinking was Judy Bloom, as in my mind, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Hugo uh-huh. Best is is the um, the comedian. It, the concept of, because I was reading in some past interviews of yours. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Of making a novel have a limited period of time, like it's four days. Did you work backwards uh-huh. from that concept? Like, I want to do something about four days, and then I want to back it up, and then... Because you did a ton of research in comedy. You decided comedy would be the background for it. How did that process all work for you? Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, with the four days, I sort of naturally came to that idea for the structure, um, because I knew that it was going to be a small story um, about a limited amount of time that these two people together. Um, and I knew that they weren't going to be permanent fixtures in each other's lives. Um, so I thought the finite four day structure really worked for that. Um, and as for research, um, I didn't, I've, I've never worked in comedy. I'm not a stand up comedian myself. So, um, I just went all in reading books and watching things and watching old late night clips and listening to a ton of interviews, um, and compiled my research that way. Yeah, and it shows, Erin, that you've done the research because Hugo Best, he's a retiring late-night talk show, and he's kind of an amalgamation of a lot of the late-night legends that we've come to know and love in our own lives, right? Totally. Um, there's, I think people will recognize qualities, uh, a little Letterman, a little Leno. I think there's a dash of Bill Murray in there, um, and a few other people here and there, too, that I borrowed from, from or was inspired by. And, you know, because you can feel that, like you were saying, Holly. I mean, you totally can feel it. And I keep thinking, who was her favorite? Who who did Aaron love the most? Did you grow up loving someone? A late-night comedian? I didn't. I didn't really personally. I don't um, actually have. I'm not one of these people that idolizes celebrities that way. But I I get it, though. Yeah. Um, and um, I get, like, idolizing someone and um, romanticizing a figure that way. Um, and I thought it would be really fun to write about, even though that I have no figure like that that I look up to and sort of have a crush on and have sort of admired my whole life. Right, because it, there's always, you know, you hear something happen great or horrible when people beat their idol. Right, because that's what happens in this novel, right, Erin? Judy idolizes Hugo Best since she was a teenager, and now she has this opportunity to really understand, I guess, Hugo Best. So was that kind of inspiring for you, the adage of, like, maybe never meet your heroes, or what is it like to meet your hero? Totally. I think um, I've personally um, avoided it my whole life with writers, just writers I admire. I've never sought them out because I didn't really want them to be humanized for me. Like I wanted to be able to enjoy their work and have it be uncomplicated for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's really fascinating um, 
the disconnect between uh, the public person, the famous person, uh, and the real person. And I think that um, the real person can often be a disappointment if you've only known, you know, the celebrity version. Oh, I, I mean, in some, th- in some ways, there's so many relatable moments. And if you're just joining up, the novelist Stay Up with Hugo Best um, by Aaron Summers, a first-time novelist. And it's got a great picture of a swan. Uh, blow up swan on the cover. That's a great cover, by the way. Isn't it great? It's, it's so much fun. It's great. It stands out. It's just perfect. And you're getting a lot of kudos for your book. So congratulations to you. That's a big darn deal. The the thing, thank you. You know, because we're semi in entertainment as talk show hosts here, and we've been at it for a long time. And some of the some of the pitfalls and some of the the you know going for the easiest laugh and some of the other things that Hugo Best did, I found myself kind of thinking, okay, you know, you can see, you can see where you would fall into that sometimes. So I've, I've kind of found it fascinating to watch this man over his 25 year career, or however many years it was, I can't remember at this point what he was going through. So that kind of struck a, a nerve for me. Yeah. A really interesting thing for me has been to see how it's been received by comedians and people working in the business. Uh I think it, it hits a little close to home uh, for some people. Um, The the critiques of comedy and the critiques of late night, um, especially about late night TV having grown a little bland um, or a little uh, famous from show to show. And I think that that, that critique um, kind of rankles people working in late night. It's interesting. It, it, it's interesting because, like, you know, there's a big story about Howard Stern out today, and we're going to talk about it later in our show about where he no longer liked what he was doing on air and how he had to force a change. And it's not easy. Yeah, I'm sure for these people. So this book is is fun. It's an interesting read, and it's interesting their dynamic between this young. You know, I figured she's like 20, mid 20 something. And Hugo Best, who's in his late 60s. Yeah. Well, and interestingly, the the character June, this is almost kind of like not only is it a lesson in meeting your heroes, but it's also a coming of age story for June. But you've said it in a way that she's almost 30 years old and life isn't working out in the way that she hoped it would be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Totally. I think that that's a really common experience. I'm in my early 30s, and when I started this book, I was 29, like June. And I think a really common experience um, for people my age, especially for people working in creative fields, is um, it's kind of not what we expected and not what we were promised. You know, we were encouraged to follow our passions and go to our dream college and, um, you know, don't worry about the practical. And then you you wake up and you're 30 years old and you don't really have um, an adult life. Um, so I, want, I wanted to get some of that across. Oh, you did a good job at it. You did a good job at Thank it. You. And I think the, the, the other dynamic in here with the Me Too movement is, does she, you know, give in to Hugo to get his riches, to get the things that she wants? And he would have probably given her had she asked. Yeah, yeah. I um, I wanted to take that on as well, um, and I was. It was important to me for that to be a nuanced uh, portrayal of that, where she has agency um, and 
you know, where we see sort of the gray areas and some of these interactions and how complex it is and the, the complicated feelings for women um, who these sorts of things happen to. Erin, is this, because you touched on something about life not working out how you thought it would be, that you guys were given this promise. So I'm from a different generation and we never had a promise. It was just more, just go figure it out kind of thing. Do you think Mm -hmm. it was too much coddling from parents or was it too much? I'm really curious about what you said there, you know, like uh, suddenly it's not working out how we all thought it would be. What does that tap into? I think I just think there's this generational thing where we um, we were raised by baby boomers who like who loved us very much and really believed in us and wanted us to you know yes go to your dream college take out a hundred thousand dollar loan like pursue you know writing or photography or painting like don't worry about the practical like figure it is out what it is you love and everything else will fall into place um, and. I love the intention behind that. You know, there's like so much love involved there, but unfortunately it's not very practical. And now a whole generation of um, young people have come of age with hundreds of thousands of dollars of of debt and no, you know, no professional skills almost. That is such an interesting concept. And your book is very good. And it's um, Stay Up Late with Hugo Best. We've got a couple copies for our listeners to call in. Can you tell us, Erin, what's the last great book you read? Um, a, a great, oh, Normal, uh, Normal People by Sally Rooney. Perfect. It's so, so good. Perfect. So everyone should check that out. Thank you mm-hmm. so much and congratulations thanks, to you. Thanks, Erin. We're so oh, out of time. for having me. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, so when we come back, it's time to play Pop Culture Jeopardy. Who will win? I'm sure it's going to be me today. And again, a couple copies of the book if you call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071.